Hello and welcome back to the Guernsey Gigs podcast. If you've just tuned in, we are now with Camille Brewer. Ah, uh, yes. Where, where? Where, where? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Camille? I am where, Gregory? How are you? Very good, very good. <laughs> can, can we stop being slightly racist against the French, please? <laughs> That's she's xenophobic. Frenchophobic. Camille Brewer. Qu'est-ce que tu fais avec le Guernsey gigs? Can't remember what you're doing. What are you doing? What are you doing? Tell us about the upload thing that you're doing. Oh, um, well, I did a um, open mic last night for Liberate. Um, I was tuning in. It was very good. Good fun. This is actually my setup from that last night. So I just thought. You mean your your bedroom isn't perfectly orchestrated to have a really nice background in it all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Was it? Yes, no, I change it every day to something different. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I might keep up for a little while. Actually, it's been quite fun to have a bit more of a dynamic background, I guess. Um, yeah, Tomorrow's I, theme I is World an... War Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, hosted an open mic for Liberate, um, uh, partly to celebrate Liberate's birthday. Um, so it's been there. Oh, was it the birthday to- yesterday? Um, yeah, I, ooh, I don't actually know which day the birthday was on. Um, it might have been Friday actually, but they've basically just been like, "Yep, we have a whole birthday week now." <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing lots of like, online events. As and it things. should be. Yeah. It's bigger and bigger. Yeah, That's definitely. <laughs> and um, there's also LGBT History Month at the moment as well. So another great reason to put on an LGBTQ themed open mic. Um, so yeah, really, really fun times. Had some lovely performers on, um, poets and musicians, and just like a very relaxed, nice evening. Um, before we continue how did you do it? What sort of tech did you use? And how did, uh, you, how did you organise the whole thing? Yeah, I just did it over Facebook Live. Um, and um, so basically, I set up the live stream on the event and um, people would request to come on or I'd invite them on uh, performers wise so people can then hop onto the stream and hop off as they wanted um, we had a few technical difficulties mostly just internet connections and general shenanigans like so that was the but, way. oh yes yeah but mostly it was really smooth so and um, plus you can just kind of riff <laughs> when there's technical difficulties <laughs> I, I like you had a lot of things prepared for the in-between moments when, yeah, yeah, when there was no yeah. one on and you were waiting for the next guest you smoothly transitioned into like of course Facts I'm, of the day I'm a professional and, and, incredibly and music serious. and your own material <laughs> yeah, I had a few sort of poems kicking about um, and I also decided to write down some interesting um, LGBTQ historical facts as well so read out a few of those because I was like oh it's history themed now um, people seem to be enjoying the facts so I think that worked quite nicely <laughs> have, you, have you got any random facts to hand history facts to fill on while we're, we're chatting yeah <laughs> yeah sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so main tavern was first opened in Elliot had a question for you, Camille. He said, do you have any interesting factor hands now? Do I have any now? Um, mm. I do have some from the other day. Uh, oh, oh, put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> got a notebook ready. One fact, yeah. <laughs> no. I got notes for this as well. Oh, yeah? I just externalise all my memory because I don't remember things. Um, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I, one fact that I have for you guys um, is that the age of consent um, for homosexual relationships became equal in 2001 in the UK um, so that's in England, Wales and Scotland and 2009 in Northern Ireland and then Ellie added to that fact um, yesterday that it was 2010 in Guernsey 2010? So, 
Oh, yeah, because yeah. I actually remember that changing. Yeah, so I'm like, dang. Well, what you was just it previously? forget that it wasn't that long ago. Uh, it was 21. 21, geez. Yeah. So. But you can kind of understand, like, from the Northern Ireland thing, the fact that it, oh, I'm getting, I might get into trouble here, it, being Ireland, being influenced by the Catholicism and yeah, the, it, the religion kind of like, yeah. the book religion-y thing, not the spiritual cool religion thing that, uh, yeah. But Guernsey, wow, slow. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a internet. The it's pretty slow. We got there eventually. On it being quite advanced, that seems pretty shocking. <laughs> but hey. And uh, facts. facts. Nice. That facts. was a good fact. Hard facts. Thank you for Thank that you. fact. So, Camille, you do poetry. Yes. And you've been doing some ukulele stuff and some like music y stuff. What was the like. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> The poetry first. Have you always been playing like music and singing? And what, what kind of what's 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 the story? Yeah, what's what's the story, Balamori? Um, <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I started playing viola. That was the first thing I started playing. Gave it up after a few years. Never really looked back. I do love a viola, but just not for me. <laughs> um, and it's mostly because I started playing piano when I was about eleven, and that was like my great love of music. Um, and I couldn't really concentrate on both, um, so I decided to kind of concentrate on on piano um yeah so that was kind of i've had lessons for, for many years and i really enjoyed it almost gave up at one point because i just found grades so stressful and then my teacher was like just don't do grades anymore and i was like oh yeah fair enough <laughs> so I just started playing for fun instead oh yeah <laughs> music isn't about passing tests yeah i know right like, what's that all about <laughs> what a and weird concept just, no no and after that like my teacher was like what do you want to learn i was like i don't know and i just spent like a year learning a clair de lune that's Some all i did death metal yeah <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, Debussy, death metal, yeah. it's all somewhat interrelated, is it not? <laughs> it's all got too many notes. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then I picked up guitar when I was about 15, 16. I had some lessons with Mark Guillou. Um, oh, back good in old the Mark. Day. Yeah. Down in the bunker. Yeah, down in the bunker. Yeah, me and a couple of friends had uh, lessons. That was really fun. Um, and yeah, so kind of picked up different bits and bobs over the years. Um, I wasn't really as into poetry until I went to uni, or I'd kind of attempted it when I was a kid, but it was all trash. <laughs> Delightful trash. <laughs> but like trash poetry. It's <laughs> like trash and different people. And all writing is. Hmm? Have you got some of your poetry, previous poetry to. Uh... Oh, I wish. I I do have one somewhere that I want to find at some point um, that I wrote about yeah, yeah we often ask people like what their first band name was called because that's, that's yeah. often really embarrassing and funny oh my god it just... but like first poem that could, be, that could be quite funny too I will try and find it there's one I distinctly remember I wrote when I was about 12 and I called it anxiety and it was all about someone who was anxious about being in a lift yeah. <laughs> and all the lines just ding <laughs> you step off the elevator <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that's the caliber that I was writing to in those days, and really, <laughs> I've peaked, and I've never been as good since. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, um, so I got more into um, poetry in, in university. I did like a couple of poetry readings. I, I took part in a slam and it was very nerve wracking, but a good experience. Um, and then kind of dropped it for quite a while. Not for any reason, really. It's just you kind of things ebb and flow in terms of your inspiration. And it was only um, about a year and a half, two years ago that I got really back into it. And then I started my um, Instagram for poetry, Cami underscore poetry, if anyone wants to follow. Mm -hmm. so it's like, um, Already following? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I've got 
of seasoned fan here. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's been really fun. Um, and I actually started writing loads of poetry in the first lockdown um, because I was invited to this Facebook group. Um, it's called like Poetry in the Times of Being Alone or <laughs> something. <laughs> it's very dramatic I love it um, yeah, they were like daily prompts um, and I just found that really um, inspiring and just I, I thrived quite a bit on that throughout the first lockdown it was kind of like a great activity I literally just spent like 10 or 20 minutes every day just writing a poem not caring what it turned out like um, so a lot less pressure than I put on myself previously and I think that helped me really sort of get back into it and just write and not like worry about it too much and so I've probably come up with some of my best stuff instead of previously when I'd just be like everything <laughs> that's that's quite funny because that's uh, twice that you've kind of mentioned that in some ways when you were doing music and they took Mm. the pressure off about grades and that released the the creativity and then then when you were writing poetry and then the pressure got released and that inspired the definitely yeah I think um, I was always a massive perfectionist as a child like at university if I didn't get like a first on a paper I'd cry (laughs) tell Graham just therapy it's not perfect (laughs) so I've definitely mellowed out Really How nice. do you feel about that? This <laughs> 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 a therapy session, Graham. Let's see what you're doing. <laughs> um, as someone who's spent uh, quite a bit of time in the UK scene as well as the Guernsey scene, like, have you noticed a big difference between the two? Because, like, uh, personally, I've, I've seen that there's there's a lot more sort of uh, like Guernsey is really he- heavily musically influenced, and the UK has got more poetry and cabaret sort of stuff, and um, all, all sorts of other things going on, and, and comedy, and all. You know, have you noticed? the big difference between the two yeah I think um, there's just more room for variety in the UK and particularly because mm. I, I um, before moving back here for some reason some reason pandemic stuff I don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I lived in Sheffield for nine years um, which I mean Sheffield's got uh, always had a huge music scene there have been like quite a lot of venue closures and a lot of changes um, in, in the last deco- decade or so but it's you know had a lot of history of like really great electronica music and really like a good heavy scene as well in Sheffield really interesting metal bands um, like Bring Me the Horizon uh, sort of Sheffield oh, Denizens really? Oh, really? Thing. yeah and um, just yeah a lot of different stuff going on um, but um, yeah there's always been quite a, a significant local music scene there that I've always been quite involved with and interested in in terms of the gig going but yeah I think um, I've definitely become more interested in the poetry scene as well and there were quite a lot of opportunities in sort of um, Sheffield that I was kind of going to get on with more but then obviously lockdown hit moved back here uh, yeah, ran, ran away to the island instead <laughs> 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 of being in my flat <laughs> for lockdown <laughs> and um, yeah I think that there's just there's just more room for it over there which is kind of natural but I do think that like particularly in, in terms of the music scene here is incredibly strong um, and you know I just feel like the number of musicians to population is like staggeringly high <laughs> over here um, which is great um, and I do think um, it does seem like in the last year or so there's more poetry stuff going on as well which is, is really nice like um, especially at, at open mics like the, the Burmain forum sessions um, has been like a little little home for poets for a little while and yeah it's just kind of brought up more options and I've been to like a couple of poetry events and, and read and things so that's been really really nice to, to have that variety as well and it's just kind of I like there's been a, a big poetry shift definitely like you say in the last sort of year mm. year and a half there wasn't I mean there was there was a poetry club that's been going for years and years here in Guernsey uh, which has got small tight-knit 
community has been going. Mm-hmm. They've always been there. But all of a sudden, I mean, I went to the forum session just before Christmas, sort of in October time or something, with um, Callum from Nightmares and stuff hanging out. And yeah. it was amazing. It was like one of the coolest places I've been to in ages. It was like downstairs at the Delarue. And mm-hmm. there was this really cool vibe where there was like loads of musicians playing and people I hadn't seen. It seems like the lockdown thing has also brought a lot of people back, like yourself. I mean, there's suddenly yeah. all these new people and they're playing and there was all these poets and all of a sudden they like appeared all these people doing poetry and yeah. i know it can be a little bit like there's there's a bit of um the open mic scene is 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 conflicted some people really enjoy it and some people aren't sure that poets should have yeah like not for them kind of thing yeah um, <laughs> i think that's 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 the kind of unlike it's like all over mic should be uh, I, I think the first time we tried doing poetry at the um unplug club it was ava who had a very um hard hitting and quite triggering poem <laughs> that everyone yeah. sort of it, it left the room in a bit of a stunned silence and, and we were like hmm, maybe poetry isn't the thing we should be doing at our <laughs> open mic thing but I, I think there's definitely room for it absolutely we, we've we've done a, a lot more sense and it's, it's gone down quite well but uh, yeah, our really, first introduction really to it for everyone was was quite harsh quite a, a shocking introduction to be honest yeah yeah no um, exactly. and it's a really powerful medium really isn't it and uh, mm. I, I was um I was surprised. I, I watched the inauguration ceremony of um, of um, the Biden Biden, Biden ad- administration, and Amanda Gorman, um, very young young poet, um, gave an amazing amazing poem on the on the um, on the ceremony. And I wondered if you saw that and uh, if that rung a bell at all. Right, I, I didn't actually. I didn't tune into the inauguration at all. <laughs> But um, I'll definitely check that out. That's really interesting. I wouldn't have expected there to be a poetry reading at that. We usually exactly. hear about music artists. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's why I sort of mentioned it because we were talking about how how poetry's really sort of like grown in its uh, yeah. in its uh, front front facingness. Have you have you ever incorporated your poetry into your music? Uh, yeah, actually, at Unplug Club, um, <laughs> the the last one I did, um, I did a couple of ukulele cover songs, and then I also did an original that I'd literally just written the day before based on one of my lockdown poems um, because I think at the previous one um, everyone had chosen like lockdown as a theme for the next one just to kind of inspire people in case they wanted to write anything on it um, I just thought oh yeah I'll give that a go um, and like this one was okay I didn't really spend much time on it though so I feel like I could do more with it um, but yeah it's, it's something that I've tried to do a couple of times like adapting poetry into lyrics and things um, you do have to do quite a lot of editing for the rhythm and just the, the different nature of it but um, yeah it can be quite fun to cycle reuse words in <laughs> different ways yeah there's definitely something I think I mean poetry has been in, in music forever really um, and in music writing and stuff like that but like we're saying there's the scene here maybe it's just quite early days and you can see it like you said you've been Sheffield for quite a long time so maybe you see Guernsey's poetry scene is now flourishing and becoming an, and sort of integrating itself within the music scene and we've seen a little yeah. stage of Earthbound and stuff and so now it's incorporating into the music which probably I would think like Sheffield and stuff has already been there for a while you can yeah. hear it in hip hop and and those like slam like um in France and slam and, and I've been French music in general is always it seems to me like it's always been just like poetry that's just had music thrown on top of it and yeah. then set back in like the 80s and hasn't moved on since but um it's kind of it's always got that thing maybe it's just going to so because there's some people it's more integrating it's getting getting into there but what you see in like Sheffield it's probably is it more pushed um yeah I think um, the, the sort of the main difference I'd say in 
in Sheffield is that there are quite distinctive scenes um, for music and poetry and there's like music scenes plural as well um, like I'm mostly interested in in the metal scene in Sheffield really that's kind of been my bag um, and then kind of going to larger gigs usually in sort of other cities and things as well um, but um, yeah I think that is just having that that room to, to have multiple scenes um, and then there's you know been kind of quite a lot of poetry events that I've gone along to like slams and, and readings and um, like LGBT poetry events and stuff like that as well and different themed events some of which are now online and there's different online ones I've seen in as well um, and I think yeah there, there is quite a, a distinction there um, but I mean yeah and I, I, I guess um, maybe over here it's because there is a, a smaller pool of people just naturally it kind of means there's a bit more crossover for example at open mics and different events because it doesn't tend to specialise as much but I think it would be cool to see more sort of specific poetry events as well so that people can like really get into that really nerd out over some poems so, yeah, like t- you Tom said you kind of get just, the people who are like I love it and people are like eh not really for me <laughs> Tom Joe just mentioned in the in the chat that uh, John Cooper Clark and Attila the Stockbroker uh, went down really well as part of like a music gig over here so there's definitely room That's for it to be as like a, a featured act in, in between other musicians and stuff yeah definitely yeah um, and certainly the Vale Earth has incorporated uh, the spoken word stage yeah Sneakaways um, yeah, yeah. Sneakaways has, has become a thing, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah really cool. That's, great. That's become like it almost feels like it's it's always been there. Like the first year, <laughs> it was like, oh, this is exciting, we'll go, and then all of a sudden, by luck, next year, it's like, well, of course, it's, it's always been there. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the magic of the sneakaway stage, yeah. <laughs> timeless. <laughs> Me, I kind of, I kind of, um, I was interested in in what your sort of early influences were, sort of growing up, because because you 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 know you're you're involved, obviously not just with uh, liberate but with the Black Lives Matter movement as well and um, and you're obviously motivated by by art I mean in the broad sense as well and the, the bringing together of arts and uh, community movements and social change and stuff like that so what was it like for you growing up where, where did you draw this kind of energy from yeah that's that's a really good question <laughs> Um, I think there's just so many disparate things um, like poetry wise I remember growing up um, and in school I really fell in love with Sylvia Plath um, that was probably one of my favourite poets early on I think like I memorised one of her poems or something when I was like 13, 14 I just thought it was the best thing ever <laughs> um, and and that was quite a big influence and Caroline Duffy as well I really enjoyed um, but I didn't really expand out in, into my tastes particularly back then um, and I think well you're only 13 for crying out loud it's yeah fun. true it's like you kind of like learn what you learn at school and that's about it kind of thing um i think it's yeah, more I was just, as well when still I'm... listening to things like slipknot back then you know i mean same they're not poets all right i i wanna yeah don't find no. me on that no. <laughs> poetry in like screaming out poetry at one maybe not try it at the unplugged club but there's not <laughs> venue i'm sure it could go down quite well there's room for some screaming at the Unplug club. Just screaming. <laughs> no words. Back will hear you. <laughs> primal screaming also, also just um, in terms of like uh, lyricists that I found really inspiring growing up as well um, I really love Jeff Buckley um, like mm. he's been one of my favourite musicians for a very very long time and just the, the poeticism in his lyrics um, similarly with Connor Obus from Bright Eyes as well I just think they're phenomenal um, that's actually one of the gigs that I've been needing to go to that fingers crossed I can go to October this year it's Bright Eyes yeah. so I thought with um, Tom Gerard about that earlier um, <laughs> yeah and um, 
so I think, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was definitely inspired by a lot of like um, very poetic lyrics in, in music. I was always very lyric focused as well. And just the way that you can carry the emotions through that with the, the rhythm and the tone as well. Um, I think as for kind of um, how all of my interest in sort of different art and, and mediums of art have intersected with my interest in, in social justice and, and um, liberation, um, mostly when I went to university, really, it's just kind of a classic thing, isn't it? You move to a bigger place, you're encountering more perspectives um, and ideas and you're learning to think more critically. Um, and yeah, I think that at first it was very much plunging into um, feminist ideas and sort of thinking around that, um, particularly just for kind of understanding a lot of my experiences as a woman, mostly just going, yeah, that is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I just saying that's okay when it's not? <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of um, realisation that has just carried on throughout the years. It's, it's about just having that kind of critical self-awareness and awareness of others and being able to kind of um, deconstruct things. I think that's that's been really important. Um, but I think even when I was a kid, I was very like um, kind of very keen towards like when things felt unjust and things like that. And I'd really kick off things when, when I was a kid. So I think it, it's, it's always been there, <laughs> but it's just like getting the words for it and the language to kind of be able to understand and particularly in terms of like um, post-colonial history and just, yeah, particularly around race as well and kind of understanding um, my position in terms of that as a white person and, and my experiences. Um, and I also think that art is a great way to understand other people's perspectives and really tap into that. Um, I think some of the most affecting um, experiences in terms of performance I've had has been going to poetry slams because you hear about people's perspectives in incredibly thought-provoking and emotional ways. Um, and I find that really, really powerful. Um, and online as well, actually, like on YouTube, for example, there's loads of great poetry and mm. loads of people just putting themselves out there. Um, yeah, it's some very- In some ways, it's, uh, I guess, some ways it's more, it's more immediate as a form of communication about emotion yeah. because uh, the music will have notes and chords and rhythms or drums, even Greg, drums, and um, and uh, which which may act to enhance, but also to dissipate the the, the raw emotion of what the content of the word is. Yeah, so, it's almost like with the poetry, you can't escape from yeah. the words. Whereas with the words, you, you that's it. You set it in stone straight away. Whereas with music, you can you can kind of you're left to your imagination a lot more, mm. and you are in poetry to a certain extent, but not to that uh, extreme that you are with. Uh, it's interesting. Like I, I just heard um, on the radio the other the day. Um, I'm literally looking at a book about him right now as well. So it just remind me um, the uh, times they are changing by Bob Dylan and how that's mm. such like a, a classic kind of protest song. But I mean, I think a lot of people listen to it and enjoy it now who are probably very conservative and not actually really along those lines. So before we go, yeah. before we go, I just wanted to ask you about uh, the coming out of lockdown last time and yeah. uh, one of the first events that uh, Guernsey was able to. It wasn't a gig, but one of the first events that Guernsey was able to gather in a really significant way was, uh, and you helped to organise, was the Black Lives Matter um, event. How was that for you and why do you think that was important? Yeah, it was really um, kind of just seizing the opportunity at the time in a way. And I mean, it's very strange looking back on it now that uh, a small group of us were able to, to put that together and draw in such a big crowd and that things got as big as they did um, was amazing. But um, I'm just, yeah, a very stubborn person. <laughs> when it 
comes down to it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and because um, someone else kind of started it, I was already messaging people like, we should do something. What should we do? And then when I saw that um, Tom had, had, um, had started it, I just kind of jumped on and was like, I'm happy to help. What can we do? Um, and then it got up to the point of discussing things with Nicola Brink <laughs> before I went ahead and like delaying it for safety measures and things like that. And just like all these bizarre things I, I thought wouldn't happen. But it was amazing to be able to facilitate that and and really get the ball rolling on that because then I think um, a lot of people of colour who are living here because um, it is such a like a small majority white conservative place there's like kind of a feeling of like well no one's really going to listen no one really cares um, which is kind of from a few people I chatted to um, it was just kind of like oh yeah like it's good to talk about this stuff um, yeah it's, it's nice to like be able to talk about it and just have a more open approach to it um, instead of just being like oh racism's not a problem here in Guernsey it's mm. fine we're just a lovely little small community with no social issues it's like (laughs) (laughs) not the not true Um, so yeah I think the best thing that's come out of that ongoing like the protest itself was wonderful and it was like amazing to hear um, people speaking about their experiences of racism living here and just really hitting that home that it's like it's not just a UK thing or a USA thing it's it's here as well it's global Mm -hmm. Um, and then also we've got a Facebook group that's ongoing that people post in and we're keeping in touch about 500 people and it's just having that sense of community so that if anyone has an issue they can just say hey this is happening and I need help I need support and people can come together for that so that's been really really special um, and that's something I hope that I will continue with um, I know that I'm kind of planning to go back to Sheffield eventually at some point um, but <laughs> yeah being able to contribute to that has been really special well Sheffield will have their gain and our loss uh, yeah, yeah well, it's, absolutely. it's been really good to talk to you I'm just um, wondering if there's anything else that you kind of wanted to bring our attention to or, or, or to say? Yeah, um, well, I think I might be doing another Liberate Open Mic because it was really popular. Um, and people were like, oh, is there going to be another one? We're like, oh, we've not thought about this. Um, <laughs> so keep an eye out for, for future events and Liberate are doing loads of stuff as well. They do some really cracking stuff like art groups, the Rainbow um, Chorus Choir are doing meetings, doing yoga, cool. like all sorts of things. Um, yeah, you can keep occupied with second lockdown. Um, and uh, yeah, just if anyone's interested in my poetry um, I'm on Instagram at Cami underscore poetry and I literally today just started a music account um, Cami underscore ukulele click the link below and subscribe <laughs> yeah chuck it in the chat and we'll uh, we'll send everyone there yeah, cool that'd be great yeah alright um, I remembered to plug yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll always remind people so much having you on it's been really fun <laughs> thanks for coming on I think next up we, we might have a, a very quick interlude uh, musical interlude from uh, Grace Athena um, and then right. we'll we'll move on to Brett and uh, yeah. the Let's so, Get Quizzical guys. Don't go to Sheffield too soon. We need you here for a little bit longer. Uh, I'm waiting for a vaccination, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Camille. Nice to see you. Thanks very much. Yeah. I just-